You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's do it, everybody. On a Wednesday, November 21st, and a Thursday, November 22nd, we get ready for Lions and Bears on a Thursday and a Thanksgiving Day game, Detroit and Chicago, and it is the annual weekly Locked On Podcast Crossover Edition. Matt Derry in Detroit, Lauren Cox in Chicago, Lions and Bears. Lauren, we just seems like we just spoke yesterday, my friend. Yeah, I mean, it's literally been a little over a week, I think, because 11 days between the last game and this one, it, it sure goes by fast. Well, uh, let's get into it, Lauren, as the Lions will face the Bears. The big news, of course, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, doubtful. Nobody thinks he's now going to play in this Thanksgiving Day game. Uh, this is obviously the big story here in Detroit. Marvin Jones and Carrion Johnson won't play, but let's start with with your quarterback in Chicago. And by the way, we're brought to you by our friends at my bookie. But what about uh, the loss of Trubisky? What does this mean for Chicago's offense? So uh, it's very much it, it's a weird situation because, like, you even look at, at the the betting lines that we'll get later. They, they haven't moved at all. Even with Trubisky, you know, at first the injury coming out and then being doubtful here, that there, there doesn't seem to be this uh, this overwhelming concern that Chase Daniel will make a significant difference on these, the final results of the game from a betting standpoint and from you know an in-game standpoint. There have been a lot of games this year where Trubisky has struggled, and so the idea that Daniel could come in and maybe not have as many of the positives, but also not nearly as many of the negatives it's reasonable to expect that he could kind of could kind of come in and just kind of be that game manager take care of the ball take the easy completions but not really try and push it and rely on the bears defense and maybe a little special teams or something to kind of help push them over the top but largely not being a difference maker at the quarterback position they will rely on everybody else to get the job done yeah i'll say this and i think you'll agree with me uh, that game two weeks ago, I thought Trubisky was fantastic. Now, it, it helped the cause that the Lions' pass rush was just uh, non-existent the whole day. I thought Trubisky had too much time to throw all day, uh, used his legs a little bit. His receivers were wide-ass open. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, how, how many times did we have to see Allen Robinson streaking down the field? Um, you know, it, it, was, it was one of those days where everything was clicking for the Bears, throwing the football. Um, and I, so I do think there is going to be a bit of a step down for sure. But I understand, too, and you could tell me this, Lauren, in Chicago, there's still folks waiting for Trubisky to be more consistent. And, and, and the buy-in isn't all the way there with the fans yet, is it? Well, I think the vast majority of fans have bought in all the way. But I think, you know, as you get farther and farther outside of Chicago, you have less buy-in. And, you know, you're right that that Lions game was one of Trubisky's best of the year. It was like that one and his big one against the Buccaneers earlier on with six touchdowns and 350 yards. And and it looked like that Lions game was going to be kind of another step forward for him. And, and we have seen that consistent growth from week to week, but it's it's been uh, against some of the better defenses they've faced. It's not that he's been bad; it's just they they have had to rely on their playmakers to do more, and he had some turnovers that maybe you wouldn't like to see, and some inaccurate throws. But all in all, you know he he is taking the right steps forward for a young quarterback in year two with a, a lot of inexperience behind him. And so, in, in some sense, yes, there will be a drop off from Chase Daniel. But the the question is, you know, there, there's a real question mark of. Just how good is Chase Daniel? And sometimes there's been a question mark of just how good Mitchell Trubisky is. So a lot of unknowns all around for the Bears quarterback position. 
Well, let's talk about the Lions for a second here, uh, and I want to get back with you, and we should s- still keep talking about Chase Daniel a little bit, or or as some people have noticed on Twitter today, Chase Daniels. I, I, you know, <laughs> Right? Have you seen this, Lauren? Oh, I mean, yeah. It's, it's followed him his whole career, and when he signed in Chicago, it's, it's automatically made plural by most people. Oh, my God. I mean, he was a pretty darn good quarterback at Missouri, kind of had them on the map, and he's been around the league. I know he's played for five teams or whatever, but... Here in Detroit, um, a little bit of optimism, which is a little bit crazy, Lauren, because at three and six, after that Bears loss just 11 days ago, like you said, uh, most fans are ready to pack it in. The Lions got embarrassed in Chicago. Um, You know, Khalil Mack throwing people around. And like I said before, Trubisky having a career day throwing for over 350. But yet last week, a bit of a surprise that the Lions somehow, someway knocked off Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, and the Panthers. And and got some breaks, got some luck on their side with a couple of missed kicks. And, and of course, a two-point conversion try at the end of the game where Cam Newton had Jarius Wright alone in the end zone and missed him. But, you know, I, I look at this game for Detroit, and I see a winnable football game because of the Trubisky injury, because the Bears are on a very short week off a huge high winning that game on Sunday uh, against the Vikings. No carry on Johnson's going to really, really hurt the Lions, really hurt the Lions. But yet they always seem to be up for these games on Thanksgiving Day. And, uh, you know, I, I think he'll be fired up and, and maybe he can rattle Daniel a little bit, force the Bears to run the football. And the, the Lions run defense ever since they've gotten snacks. Harrison has really been better. And so, you know, I, I see this as a possibility for Detroit. Um, and, and I think that they'll be fired up to play this football game, especially after a win last week. They seem to be having Matthew Stafford with more quick, quicker drops, three-step drops ever since that Bears game because Chicago sacked him six times and obviously harassed him a lot more than that. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think you and I talked a couple of weeks ago. I knew the Lions weren't going into Soldier Field and winning, but, um, you know, I, I see some things that, that maybe point toward Detroit getting this thing done, being at home on this short week. Bears going to get 10 days after this uh, and then the Giants. So... Maybe, you know, resting Trubisky is sort of a statement to the guys like, hey, of course we want to win every game, and this division's far from wrapped up, but I don't know how big of a game this is for Chicago, uh, Lauren. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't catch anybody in Chicago admitting that along the way, and, you know, by all means, you like to assume that they're they're taking it as serious as possible, but, I mean, they... I think Ian Rappaport said today, you know, if if the Bears were playing on Sunday, Trubisky might be able to play, and and I, I have to think if they were playing... You know the Packers or the Vikings again, or you know a, a really critical matchup that could have more significant playoff implications. You know you do wonder if Trubisky could play because you look back at the injury he suffered. It was towards the end of the fourth quarter. He was sliding, and Harrison Smith, the Viking safety, uh, hit him late on the slide and kind of came down on that shoulder. But Trubisky stayed in the game. He did throw a pass. He kind of threw it away and was trying to avoid the hit from the pass rush. But it's not as though it's so injured that he had to leave the game or so injured that he couldn't even attempt a pass. He still tried to run the offense with the injury. It's not as though it's totally debilitating to keep him from playing. So I do think in some sense they have the luxury to be extra cautious with him here because it's not necessarily – a. Uh, a top-notch opponent or a, a even necessarily one with significant playoff uh, uh, implications. But I, I look at this Lions offense, you know, moving back to what Stafford did 
in the last game against the Bears, and obviously you mentioned that the pass protection and the Bears' ability to get after him was really critical to their defense's success. Has there been any change in the offensive line as far as getting a little healthier? I, I know TJ Lang is still sideline, or he's on injured reserve, I should say, with that neck injury, but is there has there been any improvement in the short time uh, since they last played with this pass protection in particular? Oh, I thought the protection last week, Lauren, was much better against Carolina. A bit of a surprise, too, when you talk about short, you talk about Julius Peppers, and you looked up and said, all right, 16 sacks the last two weeks, 10 from the Minnesota Vikings, and six from uh, the, you know, the, the monsters of the midway with, with the Bears, that you figured the Stafford would be on his back a ton last weekend, and, and it was the opposite. I, like I said, I think that I think they simplified the offense a little bit. Uh, Stafford was, was taking shorter drops, quicker throws, which I think was the right call by Jim Bob Cooter, especially in the second half. And they got the run game going with Carrion Johnson, something they didn't do uh, in Chicago all that well. So O-line you know, is fine. Uh, when, when they block people, when they can move some bodies around, especially in the first half last week against Carolina, they ran very well before Johnson got hurt. That's when the Lions have won their four games. When they've lost their six is when they've been dominated up front. And, and Lang's been out and Kenny Wiggins has been playing. Um, you know, Rick Wagner, I thought, had a better game this past uh, weekend uh, at right tackle. Didn't play all that well against the Bears a couple of weeks ago. But the big concern is going to be, Who's going to run the football uh, on Thanksgiving Day? Because if Johnson or if John, Johnson is out and Marvin Jones is out, uh, you're talking about right now. Uh, you know, at the start of the year, you looked up and said, "Wow, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, on Johnson." Well, they're all gone. They're not. They're not playing tomorrow. And is this going to be Legarrette Blunt getting 15 to 20 carries? Because he's been a disappointment this year. Short yardage is one thing around the goal line. He's been fine, but uh, lately he's looked his age. Uh, this this game may come down to how well Zach Zenner plays, and and that's a guy that was released uh, before the season and then brought back. So there's not a lot of running back depth here. Amir Abdullah is no longer with the team and now with the Vikings. Uh, they kind of gambled by trading, or not, not trading away Amir, but releasing him. And now, like I said, Zenner, will Theo Riddick get carries? That's not his, his forte. Theo Riddick's you know, forte is, is um, uh, you know, catching the football out of the backfield. So... Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be d- tough sledding for the Lions to run the ball against this Chicago defense. Uh, I, I think it's going to have to be Kenny Galladay that, that that shoulders a lot of the load offensively and makes the kind of plays that he made last weekend. And they just got to feed him the ball and hope that that he can go and get it because he's been uh, he's been great. And is Galladay pretty much the 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 only? You know, I mean, he's not even a household name, but as far as like the options that can really attack the Bears' defense, Theo Riddick, I would put in that category. But with Jones out, with with Carryon Johnson out, I mean, I guess you know, T.J. Jones doesn't necessarily scare me a ton, and the tight ends, Michael Roberts and Luke Wilson, not really, you know, not really getting under your skin or anything. Is is it pretty much Galladay and I guess some Riddick or bust? Yeah, I, I'll tell you right now, if the Bears bracket Galladay, double him all day, are physical with him. Uh, then they'll get to Stafford because I have like I'm with you. T.J. Jones is a fine fourth or fifth receiver. Uh, they've got a guy Andy Jones that nobody really knows about. Bruce Ellington had a six catch day the other day. They got him off the street two weeks ago. He's actually kind of a wild card and played pretty well last week against Carolina. But no, the, the weapons are are depleted. Uh, tight end position's been non-existent. I'm not sure if Michael Roberts is going to be healthy enough to play this weekend uh, or, or tomorrow. Uh, we'll see about that, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, where do the Lions go for their offense is a good question. I think this could end up being a very, very low-scoring game, 
and a game where the Lions have to take advantage of turnovers. Stafford's had some pretty big games on Thanksgiving. Last year was not one of them against the Vikings, but against Philly, against you guys a few years ago, I think it was 2014. So he's capable, but he's going to have to make some guys better uh, tomorrow because uh, the loss of Carrion Johnson for this offense uh, is, 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 is very, very big. Matt Derry in Detroit, Lauren Cox in Chicago. The Locked On crossover, the uh, Wednesday crossover brought to you by our friends at MyBookie. You guys listening in Chicago, you guys listening in Detroit, wherever you're listening for Lions and Bears fans, if you can put wagers down and money down this weekend on these Thanksgiving Day games, uh, on everything that's going on over the weekend, Ohio State, Michigan, whatever, you got to go to my bookie, right? That's the best place to go to uh, place your bets. You play and you and you win. They get you get paid. They pay you right away at my bookie. It's fantastic. The website's great. The mobile site is even better. Uh, all the odds are there for you. All of them are accurate. Like I said, you win, you get paid. You're not waiting from some of these other sites or from your bookie or whatever it is. My bookie online is really the place to go. If you're looking to uh, put money down, and they're going to match your deposit dollar for dollar. So if you put down 50 bucks, they'll give you 50 bucks. Put down 1000 they'll match that deposit dollar for dollar. All you got to do is put the promo code in locked on. If you want to put money in after 7 o'clock, you want to wait, you'll get a $25 extra added bonus of cash thrown into your account if you put in the promo code locked on 25. It's locked on uh, for the regular code, locked on 25 for the extra 25 bucks after 7 o'clock Eastern time. You play, you win, and you get paid with our friends at MyBookie. All right, so let's get back into it, Lauren. Uh, Bears looking good. Big win over the Vikings uh, Sunday night. Man, that play Khalil Mack made where he threw Riley Reef to the ground with one arm. Uh, his left arm was <laughs> just unbelievable. Talk, talk about what, what he's meant to this defense and, and, and how well they're playing right now. You know, it's funny. With that play, that one went particularly viral. And there was a great angle of it for the replay there, but... We, we've seen Khalil Mack do that to multiple offensive linemen this season already. I mean, it just, it's ridiculous how well he's been playing now that he's back healthy again. You know, that this is the Khalil Mack we saw through the first four games of the year with a sack and a forced fumble in each of the first four contests. But then he got hurt with an ankle injury that really limited him for about the next four games in total. And, and you know, the Detroit game was his first real full-on healthy return and then against Minnesota was when he really re-emerged and I mean he just is back in the defensive player of the year race uh, a near front runner in that and if he can continue that high level of play I think he'll he'll give the likes of Aaron Donald and others a real run for their money because I don't know if there's a pass rusher in the NFL playing as well as he is right now like they're they're moving him around against team's best offensive linemen just to give or best offensive tackles just to give their other outside linebackers better matchups that you know Khalil Mack's typically been a, a rush from the left side of the defense type guy but now they're they're moving him around and doing a lot of different things to create one-on-one matchups elsewhere and, and sometimes one-on-one matchups for him but just the attention that he can get with running backs and tight ends helping in to, to chip and take the attention to him it, it frees up Akeem Hicks on the defensive line Leonard Floyd on the opposite side or occasionally they'll blitz linebacker or bring a cornerback off the edge it really is uh it's always been a significant ripple effect throughout the rest of the defense. Cody Parkey, uh, big week, NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. One week removed from you know shanking kick after kick against the Lions. What what happened against Detroit, and and uh, was there any thought to replacing him? Because last week uh, against the Vikings on Sunday night, he was great. 
Yeah, uh, it was a weird situation. I, obviously, hitting the upright four times. You know, I think you've heard kickers and special teams analysts out there say that a kicker couldn't do that if he tried. You know, if he was aiming to hit the the, the bar four times in four kicks, most or, or any kickers probably wouldn't be able to intentionally do that. So, I think in some sense the Bears felt there was some flukiness in it, and they they stood by him the entire time. A very different approach than like. I, th- I remember Mike Zimmer earlier in the season when their kicker, their rookie kicker, missed like two or three kicks in a game, and he was asked afterwards, "They're like, you know, did you? Or why did you decide to cut the kicker?" And he's like, "Did you see yesterday's game? You know, and it was just no mercy." Whereas Matt Nagy kind of came out and said, "You know, you know, we support Cody, and he's a part of this team and this family or whatever, and we know it was a little bit of a rough day for him, but we support him and we're going to stand by him." And he he took to practicing now at Soldier Field every night during the week. So he's in the conditions, the, the windy city, and, and he will obviously won't have to deal with that at Ford Field on Thursday, but he, he hit three field goals last week. The Bears didn't actually kick any extra points because they went for two on both of the touchdowns that they scored. That's another storyline that I think Bears fans will be watching into this game, how aggressive Matt Nagy stays with Chase Daniel as his quarterback because they, they he likes to go for two, he likes to try and go for some fourth downs and keep the offense going. But I think they have complete confidence still in their kicker. And and we'll see if the quarterback play, again, affects any of that aggressiveness. Because, well, the Lions faced some of that at the end of last week against the Panthers, right? They did. Uh, you know, obviously the going for two by Ron Rivera surprised me. I, and I said this on the show all week. I, I thought it was a bad move. If, to me, Carolina, you go you go to overtime and – you're a better football team than the Lions, and you should win that game. But instead, he decided to go for two, kind of uh, similar to the Maryland situation against Ohio State this past Saturday. Same same situation. A, a receiver wide open in the end zone was missed. Uh, you know, one thing I'll say to Lauren about uh, about this game on Thursday. You know, Darius Slay's back, and that was a big, big loss for the Lions, not having their best cornerback in that game uh, against the Bears a couple of weeks ago. So. You know, having Slay back, I, I think that's where I kind of give the edge to Detroit. I, look, the Bears are the better team. Um, you take a Trubisky out, I think the Lions will have a better, uh, you know, will look better on the pass rush. Ziggy Ons is actually healthy for the first time and making a, a little bit of an impact. I think Matt Patricia has got to change some things up defensively and rattle Daniel's cage a little bit because, like I said, uh, that game, you know, 10 days, 11 days ago, uh, Trubisky, I've never seen. You know, he could have pitched a tent back there and, uh, and, and laid out on a lawn chair. So um, Slay being back, I think Patricia making some adjustments. I'll, I'll actually take the Lions to win a close game. I don't think it's going to be pretty, but I, I could see a, 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 a you know, 19-16 final or something where the Lions get fired up for Thanksgiving Day. It's always a big day here in Detroit. It's it's a holiday uh, for Detroit to, to, to be on the national stage every year at this time for that 12-30 game. And uh, I think short turnaround for the Bears to play on Sunday night. Now not not having their quarterback will will hurt them. What do you think? Yeah, I I struggle a lot with this game just for a lot of the reasons you mentioned there, and just kind of the recent history of Bears Lions matchups, where not only have the Lions been particularly successful, but even in years when the Lions haven't necessarily been great, and the Bears might have a momentum in this game, weird things tend to happen in these Bears-Lions matchups, kind of regardless of, of what has happened earlier in the season or in the previous games leading up to it from a, a momentum standpoint. So I, you know, it's 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 hard for me to sit here and, 
and bet against Khalil Mack in, a, in the seven and three Bears team that has largely ridden their defense. And I'm I'm not overly confident in a depleted Lions offense to be able to get anything going. But at the same time, I, I'm weary of of Chase Daniel trying to get anything going with the Bears offense. So I agree it's going to be low scoring. I'll. I'll I guess I'll stick with the team I cover and and give a Bears a similar you know three point type lead. Uh, I like that nineteen sixteen number. Sounds just ugly enough for Thursday football. <laughs> no doubt about it. All right, Lauren Cox locked on Bears. Uh, Matt Derry locked on Lions. This was fun, dude. Twice in twice in eleven days, but uh, we'll see how this one goes and um, should be interesting. Regardless, I think the Bears the Bears fans and, and everybody and your listeners got to be excited about. Where that direction uh, is is headed with Matt Nagy and and the crew. Have a great holiday, Lauren. Hey, you as well. I appreciate you doing this with me. All right there he is, Lauren Cox from Locked On Bears. As we do the crossover and get you ready for tomorrow night's game or tomorrow afternoon's game, Thanksgiving Day Lions and Chicago Bears. We also got to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Blue Chew, and we have to have this conversation at BlueChew.com because you know what it's about. It's about sex. Guys, we got to talk about it. You can increase your performance in the bedroom. Get that extra confidence in bed that you need. Listen up. All you got to do is go to BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Chew.com. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no awkward waiting waiting in the pharmacy. Best of all, there's no more awkwardness, period. They're made in the United States, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we have a special deal for our Locked On Lions listeners. If you go to bluechew.com, get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked on. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, BlueChew.com, promo code Locked on to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Locked on Lions. All right, so that'll do it for our Thanksgiving Eve edition of Locked on Lions, the crossover with Locked on Bears and Lauren Cox on this Wednesday into Thursday. Again, Trubisky. Out, doubtful, he's not going to play. So you're talking about Chase Daniel and uh, Tyler Bray as the backup quarterback for Chicago. And for the Lions, no carry-on Johnson and Marvin Jones. Here's the thing, folks. The Lions are 4-6. and six. We know it hasn't been a great season. Carry-on Johnson and Marvin Jones out means I think the first one, 19 or 20, wins this football game. But let's not forget, this is a great thing each and every year that the Detroit Lions and Ford Field get to host Thanksgiving Day. So while we want to bitch and complain about the Lions and why they while they drive us crazy, November 22nd, Thursday, Thanksgiving Day is always awesome. All right? It is because the Lions deserve Thanksgiving Day. It's tradition that Detroit is at 1230 game and Dallas is the 4 o'clock game. And anybody who ever says, well, they need to make a change or, or these owners in the NFL want to, no, 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 no. This is our game. I've lived here 22 years. This is our game. And for the fans that are going down there and, 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 and doing the traditional thing that they do, and then you go home and have your Thanksgiving day, uh, day dinner, it's awesome. Enjoy it. 
Great time of year. Hopefully the Lions get the victory tomorrow. I think they're going to win. I do. I think the Lions are going to win a close game uh, with Trubisky out and the Bears on a very, very, very short week. So we'll talk to you again tomorrow after the game for a post-game pod on Thanksgiving Day. Enjoy Lions and Bears. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's podcast, again, brought to you by our friends at MyBookie and BlueChew.com.